Hi, welcome to Wisdom's Echo, Origin Gate's daily podcast. I'm Carl Nicholson, and for today's podcast, I want to talk about acquaintance. The definition of acquaintance is to a person whom one knows but is not a particularly close friend. That's the definition I'd like to focus on today. A person whom one knows, but who is not a particularly close friend. I just want to, I want to talk about uh, this through the lens of the Song of Solomon. Um, this book is one of the, probably the, one of the closest books to my heart. Um, and I don't talk about it, and I, but I, I, I love to. And um, it's been one of the, sort of um, paradigms that I've learned to understand how, how Jesus loves us and our relationship with him and, and what it looks like. And I think there's a, there's a picture in here that I want to highlight. And I think acquaintance is just something that we're going to something else. We're going to the knowledge of Christ, right? We're, we are going to a life of walking with God. But what I want to highlight in the question, I would appreciate you, you know, reflecting on during this is where am I in the knowledge of, in the knowledge of God and knowing God and God knowing me and and in the maturity as a son. And I challenge you to be real honest with yourself. This is the way that we mature is, is, is learning to live in honesty with ourselves um, before God. So the, the, the book of Song of Solomon is eight chapters. You know, they did, they divided it in eight chapters. It's a, it's like a poem of love of kind of plays the picture of Solomon as King and his, um, courting of a woman, a Shulamite woman. And the, it's her interactions and her thoughts and desires for him and how the process goes and his thoughts towards her. And also in there you have um, the, the women of Jerusalem, the daughters, you know, the people who are equals, but who are different. And then you have um, what's like a narrator speaking some of the things. Then you have Solomon as king and lover um, also talking. And the whole idea of the thing is, is the process of maturity. And I believe during these books, during this book, during these chapters, what you can see is the, the evolution and the maturity and the growth of, of this Shulamite woman from a place of acquaintance with Solomon as lover and king to relationship, to a maturity um, with him as king and as lover. And so it's, what's cool about acquaintance is um, you, you can be in relationship with someone and be acquainted to them. And you can be um, in relationship in a, and, and have an acquaintance with someone and be in relationship with them. That is a truth. But what, what is left out is the depth of relationship, I think. This is, that's, I, think I believe that's what the word acquaintance sort of highlights is the lack of depth of relationship. Now there's many, there's a lot of people in our lives or there are in mine that, 
people are acquaintances and they're going to stay like that because of um, the position we have, because of, you know, the way life goes. Like there's people who um, work at the grocery store that I see, like, you know, I have a relationship with, I can have a relationship with one of them. If I see them every day and I talk to them, I know their name. I, well, yeah, there's a lady, I, she, I saw her pictures of my kids. Um, we're, she's my friend and I know her name and, you know, and I talk to her a few days a week. I'm in a relationship with her, but she is an acquaintance. I don't know her. I don't know what she does at home. I don't know what she does with life. She can tell me all she wants to in the few minutes that we interact every day, but I don't know her. So that's the perfect example of acquaintance. And so what we have in Song of Solomon is, you know, she's fascinated. She's drawn near to uh, Solomon and in the first couple of chapters. What you see is like, she's like, I, man, I love this guy. I love, I'm so thankful. And then one of the amazing things she says is, um, where do you sleep? Where do you tend your flocks? She's, she's asking. And he says, oh, if you don't know, then follow in the footsteps of the flocks. And I love that because there's this place at the beginning when we are acquaintance and we are growing close to God that, that he, he requires us to follow in the footsteps of the flock. And this is, this is still what I do. If there's areas of my life that I don't know what I should do or how to mature, yeah, I seek God, but, but, but I also follow in the steps of the flocks. I follow in the steps of those who, who through patience, patience and faith are inheriting and walking out in the promises of God. I follow the flocks to see how they lead and how and where where they camp out to learn about the king. So you have this courting going on, <clears throat> first couple of chapters. And then I'd like to, and then chapter three, she has like a, a vivid encounter with him. And and it's the first um, few verses, and she says at night, <clears throat> you can see that desire and hunger um, for relationship took her past the acquaintance stage. And this is what we have to do. And I would equate this honestly to marriage. I think the mystery of marriage is sort of, sort of hidden in here. Um, but I also believe it's been corrupted by a lot of things. And so I just want to offer this is a, a, a paradigm to kind of explain that a little bit. <clears throat> so she's, you know, courting, she's following footsteps of flocks. She's courting them. They're courting each other. The first couple chapters, like, I love you. You're awesome. You look great. All this stuff. And then all of a sudden she gets so hungry in chapter three that desire she says, I, I can't sleep on my bed and desire to find him made her roam about. So she went about the streets in the night in the mystery. She was thirsty and hungry to know this king. And she passed by some, uh, some watchmen and then she found him. And it says she brought him home to her mother's house and she would not let him go. And I believe this is the significant of when we move past an acquaintance to um, a more the mystery of marriage type relationship with Jesus. Um, and I think what's, what's awesome about this is, so the world in the, in the mystery of marriage, you know, the union that happens, one of the, one of the big things that, um, that we consider when she's talking about bringing him to the house of my mother is sex, right? And I think it's amazing that sort of in the, in the corrupt world, married or not married, Sex is the standard. Sex is the standard, isn't it? And so when we think marriage, we think a holy union and, you know, a way to have incorrupt 
uh, sex and the way that God made it, and that is true. But I believe in the 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 depth and what the mystery of marriage and union is is really saying that I think goes way beyond this is really in this book of Song of Solomon, there's five more chapters. And so when we get to that point of encounter where we're one with Yeshua and, and we're one with Jesus, I, I think those encounters, I would liken the, the encounter with, with seeing Jesus um, as one of the most valuable things in my life, almost like that union of getting married and, and you know, you have that, uh, that holy sex incorrupt. That day. I, I really would sort of liken it to that. I, I just pray for understanding and blessing and purity as, as I speak about this. Um, <clears throat> but here's the amazing thing. It doesn't stop there. It's not over there. There's a process of maturity that we must walk to and in. You, what you see after chapter three is the most amazing thing. <clears throat> so let's say we're past acquaintance now. We've encountered Yeshua. We've experienced God. We've tasted of the heavenly, but we got to keep going. We're not just there. We don't just live like that the rest of our life, lest we become slightly more than an acquaintance. And I, I don't want to be that. I don't want to see what that looks like. I don't want to try to judge and say, say what that might look like in eternity if I just stay at the same place after becoming an acquaintance forever. I don't, <laughs> that's not interesting. What's interesting is what, what we become with Jesus as we keep walking. And, and so this book shows us a little bit of how it goes. So you see in chapter um, three and four, more of the courting goes on. They don't, after the union, they don't stop. They don't stop the love. They don't stop the courting. And she's recognizing these things and, and he's saying these stuff. And she's saying, I'm a garden. Come, come enjoy me. Like I, come let the winds blow. And, and he's lo- loving her. And so there's this awesome relationship. But then in chapter five, another encounter happens. And what's amazing about this encounter is she's hungry and thirsty again, just like she was before. But this time he, she sees him and experiences him, but he takes off and her desire, even though she's all cleaned up and in bed and all this, she, her desire gets her out of that comfort zone and out to chase him. And the moment she chases him, um, she starts experiencing persecution. So I just, I think this is so amazing what it's saying here. We experience God, we get the union, but we keep walking with God with the same first love and the same union. And then what happens is we encounter him again. In this encounter, one encounter, we brought him home. The second time, the second union sort of draws us out and we start, and, and it, it, it's a change of our lifestyle. And, and because of union, it, he, he's maturing us to a different, he's helping us to understand something. We had to understand something by the union of relationship. Now relationship and union and the courting and the love wants us to understand something else. So it's drawing us out. And so she walks out and she chases him and she gets persecuted. The, the watchmen, these same watchmen whom she passed earlier that led her to Jesus are, are looks like there's watchmen again who are uh, persecuting her <laughs> at a different, the same King, the same girl, but a different situation because of the maturity of her in a situation. And, and so what you have is, um, what happens after the persecution is she's not, um, she's not swayed by it. And she keeps walking in it. She keeps walking in delight with love towards the King, towards maturity and well past acquaintance here. This is, this is the knowledge. This is where we start walking in the knowledge of God. And so you start seeing in, um, chapter six, her, the, the daughters of Jerusalem are like, wow, who is this? Or no, first they're saying, who, who is this guy? Who, who's this King? 
we don't know him like this because they see her life and, and the, the glory that's on her because of the relationship and the persecution and all the things that she's walking in. And they're saying, who is this? And she starts describing him. So now her life, her very life is drawing people to the king because of who she is. And so another thing you see in her maturity is she said, my desire, this is in uh, chapter six, I believe. She said, my desire to roam about. I, she said, I got up early to go to the garden of nuts to see the orchard, blah, blah, and bloom. She said, my desire to roam about brought me to the king's retinue. So what she's saying is she, by maturity, she learned to get up and go and, and tend her garden and to take care of things early, just like wisdom in chapter nine of Proverbs. And while she's doing this, her desire translated her into the presence of the king and his group. And they're like, hey, look at this beloved woman. <laughs> and I think that's, a, that's an amazing picture that Yahweh shows us. I'm gonna have to hurry up here because of time. Um, <clears throat> so then in chapter seven, um, the, the amazing thing is it, it talks about Solomon as king. And so she's walking in maturity and um, he, he, it says the king's noticing her. And I believe this is, the, this is where maturity takes us. It, it takes us to a place to where um, our desires, we walk and go past acquaintance and walk through encounter and through relationship and development, through persecution and maintain the desire and love for God. He, 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 come, he, takes, he comes in, but then he takes us out with him. And, and then all of a sudden, we, our, our desire brings us to the presence of the king where we're living in the presence of the king. And then it says the king's noticing her and how amazing. And then the, it says the, the daughters of Jerusalem are all also noticing her and they start describing her. They start saying, wow, look at you. You're like this. You're like, you're, you're like this. And then we got chapter eight where the book's closing off, except it's not really closing. But I found one of the most amazing statements in here. She said, um, it's at the end of chapter seven, chapter eight. And she's saying the, um, she's talking to King Solomon and she says, she says, let us go, let us go out into the vineyards. Let us, let us get there. And there I will give you my love. And I'm thinking what a, what a pattern, what a statement for as we walk and we get to a place in such relationship with Jesus that that we, we've gone past the acquaintance phase. We've made the union. We've done the encounter. We've walked through the persecution. We've walked through the honor and the dishonor, the people noticing and the people persecuting. And we've walked through both of those and our desire for king, the king ha has stayed what it is. And so we've become to this place of maturity. And now we're saying in a place of maturity, hey, come be with me. <laughs> come enjoy life with me. Man, I want to be somebody that stands in on earth with faith and says, Jesus, come spend life with me. Come, let's enjoy life together. Come walk with me and enjoy me today. Because I'm, I'm going with you. I, you. You know, I'm walking with you in maturity and I'm going with you today. Come and enjoy me today. And then you see in that chapter, it says, uh, the, uh, she says a bunch of stuff there, but I just wanted to highlight one quick thing and I'll end, I'm getting over time. She said, um, I'm a wall and my breasts are like towers. And then I became in his eyes as one who found peace. When she talks about her, her breasts being towers, there was a part at the beginning where, where the, they were, she was worried. The, there's a statement about her not having developed breasts. And I know whatever. Um, the thing is, is what it's talking about is maturity. 
she she was walking in a place of maturity and she said then i became in his eyes as one who found peace and then it's the statements that that we all know were the ones where love is as strong as death and jealousy a flame of fire and i believe this is the place where we are supposed to walk with yahweh and with yeshua in this place of love in a place where love is as strong as death that's amazing death I, I, death is pretty powerful i've seen people die and then they stay dead for years and years and years love is that strong love is as strong as death it has the power to sustain for years and years and years and years and years God bless you. Um, may we all walk um, and, and, and to, to in maturity in relationship with God. And I pray that you just ask and, and search within ourselves how we grow past acquaintance into deep relationship with Jesus. Shalom.